I'm Bill. And I'm T-Dog. And this is Two Films, Two, films, two, two curious. curious. Where the two of us watch two movies. And we're curious about them. Yes. <clears throat> this month, we watched, as sort of a teaser for what our next year's mm-hmm. theme is going to be, we watched uh, the 2009 Speed Racer movie by the Wachowskis and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 90, 91, 90, 91. Well, Speed Racer is actually uh, 2008. You know what? 2008 was a rough year, so we'll <laughs> just skip it. And it is 1994. TMNT. So 2009 to 1991 is what you're saying. It's like millennia, like, like millennia when you have to say like, or the centuries, like 19th century is the 1800s. 91 mm-hmm. is actually a movie that came out in 1990. <laughs> Same with uh, 2009. Yeah, exactly. That's how that's how years work. Someone was like, hey, what year were you born? I say 1992 because I was born in 1991. I don't make the rules. You can't argue with that. You can't. It's logic. <clears throat> so anyways, <clears throat> all that being said, uh, we watched those two movies and we're going to talk about uh, adaptations of um, animated things into live action things. Mm-hmm. Obviously, adaptation was the first year, and then, like, well, now we're doing sequels, but we didn't do that this month. It doesn't matter. Anyways, we're going to talk about that as a specific thing. Before we get into that, though, thank you to our patrons on Patreon, mm-hmm. uh, protagonists Nick and Chris. Always glad to have you as our patrons as well as two films, three curious alum, Brenda, uh, who is the sponsor of What Do You Do, MCU? Which is on our special features, another one that's coming mm-hmm. out in a couple of weeks, where we talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Next Anyways, Guardians. next one is Guardians, which uh, I feel like is one that I'm excited for. I mean, I'm excited for all of them, obviously. They're movies, and I like movies. But I'm uniquely excited for this one, I think, and I haven't felt this way since First Captain America, which is one that I love and hadn't seen in a long time. And Guardians is also one that I Same. love yeah. and haven't seen in a long time. I haven't seen it in a while. So, uh, anyways, that was coming out in a couple of weeks. But let's talk about some animated, live-action adaptations <laughs> of animated movies. Let's talk about the 2009 movie Speed Racer. Yes. Now, this is very different from the 2008 Speed Racer. Very different. It's much more brutal and intense. Um, (laughs) It's It's a gritty reboot. (laughs) It's like Mad Max meets Speed Racer. Uh, No, Speed Racer is, I think it's 2008, uh, they say a comedy sports movie, which I guess is accurate. Yeah, Uh, I guess. So Speed is a 18-year-old who's like his whole life, all he's loved and all he's wanted to do is race. He's really looked up to his brother, Rex Racer, uh, who actually died during this super crazy, like dangerous race that people really don't do so much anymore. It's like very, not illegal, but like, yeah, you just, you just don't do it anymore, pretty much. Right. Um, <clears throat> he drives the Mach 6, or he drives the Mach 5, right? Well, <clears throat> Speed Racer drives Literally. the Mach Mach 6 when they're doing like the crazy stuff, but then he takes the Mach 5 with him to go do the rally race. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that's um, the... So he is a really good racer. He In his, like, the first outing we see, although it's obvious he's been racing for a while at this point, he almost beats his brother's record and then decides at the last second not to because, like, you know, his brother was kind of hung out to dry after he died. They all the media and stuff said real bad things about him. And yeah. like, but he knows that his brother was a good person. So he's like, I'm going to leave his name on that scoreboard as like the, the track record or whatever. Yeah. Um, he does attract the attention of these, this guy named Arnold Royalton who owns like the super conglomerate, hugest company ever that owns all the IP for everything. Um, who wants to get him to be a racer for them. And he's like, look, I get it. Like y'all are independent little mon shop racer where, you know, it takes you three weeks to build a car, but we build it in like less than a day and we can get you all these fancy suits and all this stuff. Speed's like, yeah, this is great, but I, I think I'm just going to stick with what I know and my family because, you know, we love racing and the guy's like, ah, racing, whatever, bullshit. Every major cup, we decide who's going to win. Like it's all rigged. 
you suck. Get out of my office, basically. <laughs> and then Speed gives him his, uh, all the fancy stuff he gave him back, like the suit. Um, then he just takes it out on them. He sues their company for uh, infringing on intellectual property. Um, this guy named Inspector Detector shows up, which is just a great name in the uh, history of Remy names Inspector Detector. Love he, Inspector he is <clears throat> knows that Worldton is up to a bunch of shit, but he can't get any kind of concrete evidence on them. He comes to Speed and says, hey, look, we'll help you guys out. You guys need to come and do the Casa Cristo 5000, which is the race that Speed's brother died in. Right. Um, because that'll raise the stock prices of this other company, and then they won't be able to buy them out, and, they're, and they'll give us a bunch of info on Worldton, and then we can, you know, we can get him in the slammer. Yeah. Um, they drive together as a team, the three of them. Uh, one of them is, it's like the brother or the son of the guy that owns the other company that they're trying to block Worlton from buying. Um, earlier, this guy named Racer X had saved the the uh, guy's son. I forget his name. Um, yeah, his brother. But saved him. There's a really cool like fight scene uh, with cars and a big old like semi-truck. Um, Love it. But then they end up winning the Casa Cristo 5000. Um, Speed at this point it just like believes that Racer X is actually his brother because of the way he drives um, and just the fact that they work so well together. It turns out that the whole arrangement of, hey, we'll give you all this info uh, if you help us win was a sham and he sells the company anyway because he just really they wanted more money from Royalton is basically all that that whole thing was. But then the sister comes and says, hey, I have, because you won there, you they have to let you in to the Grand Prix, like the biggest race. And so here's this invitation. Just show up. They can't say no. It's illegal. Right. Um, Speed, initially when he was mad about the whole thing, races against Racer X and kind of fights him. Racer X is like, look, I'm not your brother. He takes his helmet slash mask off, and he's like, see, look, I don't look anything like your brother. I don't even know who that is. He's probably a dickhead or whatever. <laughs> um, <clears throat> they bring him in. He is able to compete in the Grand Prix. The number one kind of racer from Royalton, they install a, what did they call it? Some kind of hook? Some oh, kind Skyhook. Like, Skyhook, sky yeah. yeah. Something that is very, very against the rules. Um, and it basically locks two cars together so that you can just like beat them up the whole time. Um, Speed manages to flip the cars and shows the camera that they have the skyhook. So the guy gets disqualified that he crashes and, you know, go, floats into a big bubble thing anyway. Speed sitting there on the last, everyone's passing him now. He manages to get the car to start again and just like blows through everyone. Wins the race, the coolest like little sequence ever. Um, Racer X is like, I knew that kid would do it. And then uh, Inspector Detector is like, do you regret not telling him that you are his brother? And you're like, oh, my God. And they show me oh, a plastic no. surgery. <laughs> so he would look like <laughs> a different man. Uh, it's like face off. He has, just has <laughs> a totally new face. Um, he chooses not to reveal the identity anyway. And then... Speed one and Royalton gets sent to jail. There you go. And his company's in shambles because they saw that he cheated and all that shit. So even when he gets out, he's not going to be in a good spot. Right. He'll serve six months like any other CEO. (laughs) (laughs) And then he'll be back at it. Yep. But like doing something else, like uh, some sort of buy books online and send them like in a mail to you and then like you can start buying other stuff on there too (laughs) groceries or like an echo dot or something like that (laughs) something like that i don't know not exactly that obviously (laughs) so that's speed Speed racer Racer. from 2007 (laughs) and uh let me tell you a little bit about teenage mutant ninja turtles from 1989 (laughs) <laughs> so teenage mean age nerdle turtle uh opens with new york and they're doing like a this is the news thing and there's a lot of crime going on in new york right now like purses are getting snatched wallets are getting snatched mm-hmm. tvs are getting snatched 
an entire like cargo truck full of cargoes getting snatched. And the news is like, well, nobody knows who's doing it. Ain't nobody see nothing. And then the news lady's like, I'm April O'Neil and some stuff's getting snatched. April goes to leave the news station and there's some guys out there and they're like, Hey, we're snatching this stuff, but you saw us. So we're going to snatch your stuff and kill you. And she's like, Hey, you don't got to do that. And then what happens? The lights go out and you see, like, you hear <laughs> right. Punchies happen and lights come back on. All the bad guys are tied up. April O'Neil's like, I'm good. But she sees a sigh on the floor and she's like, I'm going to take that. And he's like, Cut oh, to, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> not that kind of side, not PSY, S-A-I. Oh. Cut to a manhole cover that's all peaked up because there's a teenage mean age nerdle turtle in there. And he's like, oh, no. My side. My side. <laughs> and then they go into the sewer and all of these turtles are in here just hanging out, being turtle bros. And they go back eating pizza. They order a pizza. They go back to their hideout. And their master, Splinter, he's a rat, is like, you guys fucking did it. Good on you. And uh, one of the – I got to be honest with you. This is a a hiatus right now and me telling the story. I don't know which turtle is which. I can name the four turtles. I can list the four colors. I can list the four types of weapons. I can't match any of that shit up with each other. Yeah, me neither. So don't even think I'm ever going to try. Anyways (laughs) – one of the turtles is like, they got my sigh. And I know that he is a red headband. There you go. I think it's Michelangelo. Blue, and then blue is the other one that's kind of prominent. The other two, they don't even like really do anything. No, they're, they're the teenagers. And I think one of the non-prominent <laughs> ones is the one with the nunchucks. Yep. Anyways. Uh, he's like, I lost my sigh. And Master Splinter's like, you know what? It's fine. We'll recover. You're good. We did. This is a win. We'll get you a new one. Right. Keep focused, but this is a win. Anyways, uh, he gets angry and he's like, I'm just going to go outside and cool off. And he goes outside and he sees a guy snatch a purse. And so he hits the guy or he like trips the guy and gives the purse back to the lady and then keeps going. But then he's like the two guys hop over a wall that stole a purse. And who's there? But Casey Jones, the biggest badass in the Ninja Turtles universe. He's just this guy that beats people up with sports equipment. <laughs> and he's like, I teach you guys a fucking lesson because you don't be out here snatching purses. And the turtle's like, hey, man, we aren't here to teach a lesson. That we're not justice. We're just here to help people out. So this isn't what you need to do. And the two guys run away and then Casey Jones and the turtle fight. But then it's a draw. Anyways, April O'Neil is getting some shit from her boss who's like, hey, Mayor and the police chief are like, don't do this. We're trying to figure it out. And she's like, they're obviously not trying to figure it out. They suck at figuring out what's going on with all this crime. Uh, Also, her boss's son is kind of a shithead. But you also find out that her boss's son is one of these people out here snatching purses and wallets and stuff. Mm -hmm. Anyways, after some drama, uh, he... Okay, I can't remember what happens, which order this happens in, but... Uh, April O'Neil is accosted on the train station for saying, I think that it's this ninja gang that's Mm -hmm. trying to snatch all the purses. And the ninjas show up and they try and attack her, but then the turtles come and help her and then take her back to their hideout. And I feel like, no, it happens after this. Anyways, they take her to the hideout uh, and then they take her home and they're hanging out in her house. And then her boss shows up and he's like, you really need to fucking stop or you're going to get fired. And she's like, don't be a baby. And then when he leaves, he has to take his son to school because his son's skipping school. And while he's in the car, his son leaves and goes to the ninja hideout. And the ninjas are like, we're badasses. We got a guy here. His name is Master Shredder. He wears like all of these blades on him. He looks like deep cut. Like he, looks like, he looks like a like an Andalite spaceship. If you're for you Animorphs fans out there. Anyways, <clears throat> he's like, this is Brotherhood. Brotherhood means stealing shit or something. (laughs) I don't know. Anyways, uh, turtles go back to their hideout. Uh, Master Splinter is gone and their hideout is ransacked because the morons let a ninja follow them back to their hideout. Mm -hmm. Then they go back to April O'Neil and be like, our our rat friend is gone. And she's like, that's a bummer. Uh, And then uh, 
they were like, we need to find out where these turtles are, the ninjas are. And Danny's like, I know where they are. And so then they go to April O'Neil's house and they're fighting. And then it's a bad fight. Casey Jones shows up, they flee. And one of the turtles is infirm now. He's all knocked out. They go to a farmhouse and they're trying to fix him up. And then they, uh, he, he wakes up and he's fine. And there's a lot of sexual tension between April O'Neil and Casey Jones. And the turtles astral project uh, Master Splinter to them. And he's like, you guys got this. You fucking got this. I'm still alive, but you guys fucking got this. Then they go to the ninja hideout, fuck up a bunch of ninjas, they rescue Master Splinter. Well, Casey Jones and Danny rescue Master Splinter because Master Splinter been talking to Danny. is like, Danny, you don't got to be a little shit. Stealing things isn't brotherhood. Brotherhood is brotherhood. And he's like, oh, you're right. And so then they free Master Splinter and the turtles try like idiots to individually fight master shredder that was <laughs> but then they're like turtle power and team up and do it and then like they're fighting him and then master splinter is going to go get uh i mean master shredder is going to go get master splinter and he goes to charge at him and then he flips him over the edge and he falls into a garbage truck and they smush him with the garbage truck and he's dead yeah. and all the ninjas just are like, like oops right yeah <laughs> Casey Jones is like, I don't know what happened. Anyways, all the ninjas are like, oh, wow, we fucked up. And now let's go on without remorse. And so then it's fine. And that's Ninja Turtles. Teenage, mean age, neural turtles. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to add? Did no. I get it? Did I get it? You got it. Tell me a story about how your brother <clears throat> got confused about Racer X and Speed Racer. Yeah, can... Oh, that he <laughs> he really thought that the whole movie, it was like, oh, he, it is his brother. When he took the mask off, he was like, he's not? And then at the <laughs> end, he was like, he just blew his mind. He was <laughs> like, he, he didn't understand. <laughs> he had that face like the guy that says, for a ton of feathers weighs less than a ton of bricks. Yeah. Yeah, he really did. Like, I don't get it. Anyways. <laughs> it was funny. You have some fun facts for us? I do have some fun facts. In Speed Racer, Peter Fernandez and Corian Orr, the original English voice actors of Speed Racer slash Racer X and Trixie slash Spriddle in Speed Racer, 1967, voice race announcers in the film. Oh, neat. I didn't know that. In the, in the Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. Um, a working Mach 5 was built for the film, along with several other full-sized cars, you fuck a DeLorean. This is what the car that I would want. <laughs> You're not even lying. That fun fact I knew. They made 10 street legal Mach 5s that you could buy. And oh. they're only street legal as long as you don't put the saws out because the saws are... <laughs> I want that car so bad. Um, all the driving scenes were filmed with them sitting in like a race car cockpit with a hydraulic system and stuff so that makes sense of course yeah i mean they couldn't have done the shit that they do in the movie anyway (laughs) no uh the next two this would have been a very different movie if either of these came true keanu reeves turned down racer x as a role oh that would have been neat that would have been really cool that that would have been neat the next one i i don't know how neat it would have been (laughs) it seems like every single fun fact is that at some point nicholas cage was offered a role and in 1990 (laughs) When it was in like the film super early development, yeah, it was offered Racer X. You know, oddly, I could see that. Too. I could see it being okay, but I don't know. I just, it wouldn't just be okay. It's possible, right? Yeah, there's. I can't remember who. There, I mean, many people have said similar things like this, but the idea that Nicolas Cage can either give you a really great or a really bad performance, and it doesn't. It does like there is no telling which it's going to be like, it can be a great movie and he'll give a bad performance. It could be an amazing director and he'll give a bad performance. It could be Uwe Boll and he'll give the performance of his life. Yep. So it could easily have gone either way. And if it had gone good, it would have been as good as Keanu Reeves, but I like our, I like our racer X. So I think we're fine. He was good. in um, that new Netflix show about the history of swearing. He goes cages. He's the host for it. I'm like, Racer X was in that? This one, you pointed out while we were watching it. In There's a scene where they're fighting ninjas in their pajamas. Mm-hmm. And Spriddle has monkey-faced pajamas. And then Chim Chim has little boy-faced pajamas. Yep. It's just, it's just awesome. <laughs> they're best friends, Spriddle and Chim Chim. They're just, they're just pals. 
Also, I had no idea his name was Spritel until I was making these fun facts. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I mean, maybe once or twice do they say his name. They don't really say, yeah. say his name a lot. So, plus, I really only know because I watched the show. I mm-hmm. watched the, the anime a lot as a kid. So, anyways. For TMNT. Wait, yeah. fun facts for TMNT or fun facts for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? For Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, parentheses, 1988. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this was actually the highest grossing independent film until the Blair, the Blair Witch Project. I saw that. That was super interesting. Made $135 million in domestic and $66 million in the foreign box office, which is wild. And ultimately, I'm, I'm thrilled, but I, don't, I can't say I'm terribly surprised because I think it's a great movie. Um, Josh... Pais, P-A-I-S, Pais, Pais um, plays uh, Raphael, and he's the only actor who both physically portrays and voices the same turtle. All the other oh. turtles were separate voice and body actors. Splinter is uh, the same voice and puppeteer, but he's oh. it's not his body. It, he's a puppeteer. So. Uh, actually a rat? Nope. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Uh, all three of the newswomen seen or mentioned in the film are named after a month. There's April, May, and June. Oh, huh. That was interesting. Um, the scene where Raphael exits the movie theater was originally going to be different. He would have commented, cool car, stupid costume, as a reference to Batman 1989, which was in theaters during the filming of the movie. <laughs> which is weird because it came out in 87, so I don't know how they were talking about Batman, but... yeah. Yeah, I mean, a movie from 1986. I mean, Batman obviously was around, <laughs> but there wasn't really a good Batman movie in 1985. Oh. I mean, I guess there was the, you know, there was the old Batman movie. Anyway, doesn't matter. This this bit is getting old. <laughs> it's the not. Last one, the last one I didn't know, but it makes sense. The Foot Clan is a parody of the Hand, which is the ninjas in the Daredevil comics. Oh, that makes sense. So it's been a reference the whole time. That makes sense. I had no idea. The Foot I mean, the Hand. Ultimately, I guess, and this is a similarity that we're about to barrel right into, it makes sense because not only are both of these movies adaptations of animated shows, those mm-hmm. animated shows are adaptations of comics. So Teenage Mutant Ninja mm-hmm. Turtles started as a comic and uh, Speed Racer started as a manga. So it makes sense that a bunch of comic book nerds that wanted to make a dope-ass comic would reference other comics they liked. Mm-hmm. And original TMNT was a little bit grittier. Like, it had it's not surprising to see that they would be influenced by a similarly gritty comic Daredevil. Yeah. So that makes sense. It makes sense to me. Do you have a, do you have a similarity or difference that you want to talk about? Um, I have that. They both followed just a very cartoony or anime plot. Like nothing is really surprising that happens in it. Yeah. Except, it, honestly, except for Shredder being crushed in a garbage truck. That shocked me. <laughs> I was not. I was expecting he would get away, and then you know, there's our TMNT two. Although apparently he apparently he does get away, one. and he is in TMNT two. I don't we know. Only, we only saw his helmet get crushed, and he didn't scream. So I guess maybe he, he ninja poof. It was just a log wearing that helmet. Is what it <laughs> um. But they both have also that bizarre kind of reveal that you can see from a mile away. Like, oh, Racer X is his brother. And like, oh, Shredder is the guy that killed Splinter's master. Yeah. like, And they both involve taking a helmet or mask off. So they do. It's just a very cartoony thing to, to have it happen like that. <laughs> I have a difference, and I don't know if I have the words to describe it. I know it needs to be done, but I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> I, there seems, there's a, both of these movies, I think, are, like, they're, they're made with, they're, they're made from children intellectual properties, Mm -hmm. but I I wouldn't consider them children movies, but family movie always makes me think of, like, the Beethoven movies that are just, you know, it's a family movie based on that is a kid's movie with humans in it, and so we can be like, oh, let's make a dick joke that nobody knows, and then it's fine, it's a family movie. But not only are both of these movies sort of that crossover hit for kids and adults, it seems different. Like, I feel like, and I could be wrong, that Ninja Turtles is an adult movie that kids that is okay for kids and kids would like, and Speed Racer is a kids movie that is okay for adults and adults would like. 
Would you? Because I don't know. I feel like I feel like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles visually doesn't look like a kids movie, but the things in it are are things that kids would like. And Speed yep. Racer, and it could just be that it's bright colors, feels like a movie that looks like a kids movie, but also it's Speed Racer and it's full of. I mean, it's a Wachowski siblings movie. It's a movie that adults are going to like. Yeah, I I would agree that that's pretty similar to one of my differences that I'll touch on when we finish talking about this one. But I think I think you're right. It's it was they uh, they or it almost feels like maybe they're both movies that are like more for late childhood, like yeah, twelve year olds. Yeah, like. It's right, right in that preteen, teen, early teen like area. I think would would be like the people that would love both of these movies for sure. Right, I would show a kid this movie at the same time I thought a kid was old enough to watch Star Wars three mm-hmm. or eight or nine. You know, yeah, I think that's fair. Incidentally, fully unrelated, although I made an Animorphs joke a while back, <laughs> that's the kind of a kid that needs to read the Animorphs series. I am championing the Animorphs series with the hopes that our immensely popular podcast is what's going to get uh, an HBO Max show made of the Animorphs series. Uh, so <clears throat> HBO, if you're listening, you can have that one for free. I mean, you can't because Scholastic owns it. So you're going to have to talk about that. But the idea... <laughs> You can just film the books. They're so easy and short. It's an hour long episode. It's fine. Anyway, it's just, it's just a, they just film. They're just slowly turning the pages of the book. You know what? <laughs> Slow enough for you to read it while you're watching it on your TV. That's fine. There's 64 <laughs> books. It's hard to get a hold of them all. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <clears throat> I think I, another interesting difference is what these movies are doing with their live actionness. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles obviously has characters in it that are not supposed to, like they're, they're not human. And TMNT smartly got the Jim Henson Creature Shop to do it. So it's, it's all just some of the greatest puppets and animatronics and things like that, that this world has ever seen because the, the Jim Henson puppet shop, Jim Henson Creature Factory, whatever it's called, uh, is amazing at that. Uh, And then Speed Racer, which is all humans is is like only one step below sky captain in the world of tomorrow for just the mm-hmm. overwhelming amount of like visual effects and green screen i'm certain is present throughout this movie it looks great for it i think i think that it's it helps sort of highlight the comic book nature the mm-hmm. animated to live action nature of it but i thought it was interesting that i mean it could also just be the the cartoons that these things are based on that TMNT was like, no, 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 let's try and make this as realistic looking as possible. And Speed Racer's like, fuck it. It's, you know, rainbow colored the Matrix. Let's go. <laughs> that's that's the, one of my differences is that the more cartoony movie, which is Speed Racer, comes from the less cartoony show. Yeah. And that really the only like colorful stuff in TMNT that feels like that is because it's 90s and not because... It's just because that was like what people wore then. It's not like they were trying to make it cartoony. Right. It was just what people wore. So Yeah. Uh, a difference that I thought was interesting. <clears throat> I didn't know this until I looked at the Wikipedia page for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't think that Speed Racer has a ton of people angry about its representation but there were people that were talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles being uh, offensive in parts because not only are they sort of mining Japanese culture to make their thing, all of the Japanese characters are bad guys except for the one that's a rat. Oh, yeah. And the only bad guys that gets redeemed is a white guy. But, I mean, even though Speed Racer is an anime and a manga, Speed Racer, the movie, doesn't have a lot of Japanese representation in it either. I don't think, I don't recall the, the anime being, as we, I don't recall the anime being explicitly taking place in Japan, but it probably took place in Japan because it's fucking anime. It was made in Japan. But <clears throat> none of the, like, there's not a lot of Japanese characters in Speed Racer either. So 
I guess that's the similarity that both of these movies really ought to have uh, better Asian representation. That's interesting that more people online at least seem to be upset about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was made so much longer ago. Yeah. You would think that there would be more outrage now that that's more in our consciousness and that's more like something that people are paying attention to. There was a, an, <clears throat> I, I don't know proportionally how much, because Wikipedia obviously just pulled a couple of positive and a couple of negative reviews to put mm-hmm. on their page. Uh, but one of the negative reviews s- cited specifically the mild to moderately offensive joke about April O'Neil being the ninjas show up and she's like, wait, am I behind on my Sony payments? Yeah. And like, if the movie had better representation, that might have been a more mild joke, but in a movie where the only redeemable alive Asian character is a rat, maybe we shouldn't be making jokes. Yeah. I don't know. That's the truth. So when you pointed out that you can't really tell where speed racer takes place in, in like in the anime or whatever, or in the manga. Yeah. That I took a class in college that was about um, just about anime really in general and literary things in anime and in manga. Um, It was really just the Miyazaki show class basically. Um, but they talked about how in studies, it's just interesting that typically like characters in anime are drawn in such a way that people in America are like, why, why don't they look Japanese? And people in Japan are like, no, they look Japanese. Like huh. It's just drawn in such a way that it almost like anyone can relate to it. Anyone can be like, oh, I'm that's just like me. Yeah. I'm in high school and I have crazy superpowers or, you know, whatever bajillion anime <laughs> exists about that. Yeah. Like it, it, it's just the, the style of it is so interesting in that way. Huh. Yeah. I guess that um, makes sense. My difference is, <clears throat> is that Speed Racer has more of like fantasy. It's just all fantasy setting, really. I mean, it's a bit grounded in reality. Obviously, maybe it is in Japan, but like the city they go to, that city doesn't exist anywhere in the world. No. Like the crazy ice caves that they race through. Yeah. Or like that's also a desert right next to that. Like it's, Maybe like the Himalayas, I don't know. But then yeah. we have, you know, all of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is in New York City or like the surrounding area when they go to that farmhouse. Yeah, I remember, especially in in the anime for Speed Racer, that like a lot of the a lot of the terms for things are slang terms that they're using as the actual term. So in the first episode, second episode, when they're trying to like teams are trying to get Speed Racer to join their team, kind of like Royalton in the movie, he's like. I'll offer you 10,000 smackers if I can have it. (laughs) I will offer you 20,000 smackers. (laughs) Like, I'll even throw in an extra 50 cents. (laughs) But it's like, it's not like one of the guys uses that as slang. Like, you know, when you can tell that someone is using a word as a slang Mm -hmm. word and they don't think it's the real word for it, these guys are using it. This is their money is called smackers. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm certain it's not, but it's they're also intentionally not telling you what the money is. So I thought that was interesting. The the ambiguous, as you say, nature of where specifically Speed Racer is set. And then my last similarity is just that they're both really great and fun movies. You know, I really think <laughs> like, they are. Like I was they're Saturday morning. I mean, because they're based on Saturday morning cartoons. Right. Anime. So it's like of course it like feels like a thing you wake up and watch on TV and then you have a good day the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like <clears throat> I was a little nervous when we started Ninja Turtles because it's it's a movie that I love. I remember watching it as a kid and loving it. But I was like, I really hope this movie holds up. Um, and I mean, as we're watching it, not only did I think it holds up, but I remember my dad talking about like my dad likes this movie. So <clears throat> I was like, well, at least adults will like it in the 90s. I would assume that they would still like it in 2020 which isn't a guarantee, I guess. But yeah, I'm glad to see that that they both still hold up. Not that Speed Racer had a lot of time, but I think that they're, as you say, great Saturday movies. I would, I feel like especially TMNT would almost feel better with the commercial breaks in it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like we just sort of like, <clears throat> you catch it on TBS or I don't know, Nickelodeon or something. And you're like, 
oh, I got just enough time to get a soda and go to the bathroom, and I'll come back, and they're gonna we're gonna find out what happened to the Ninja Turtles hideout or whatever. But we could have commercials for Capri Sun and Gogurt and like all that the shit. Blow, blow pens and that'd be awesome. Fazoodles. <clears throat> Anyways, uh. I think uh, another key difference between these movies is that in Speed Racer, the monkey doesn't talk. And in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, all of the animals talk. This is true. So for all intents and purposes, regular monkey, obviously intelligent. Yes. More, perhaps more so than the average monkey. I don't know. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but I guess that's a similarity. All the animals in TMNT are also highly more intelligent than regular ones. They're, they, one might almost say, a mutant level of intelligence. Even before Master Splinter was learning karate moves and shit, way before he was even got his super intelligence. That's true. Although I feel like all, all, I mean, you're the expert on this. Do you think you could teach a rat a karate move? Right I now, think, I, I think that yes, you could. <laughs> I don't know that he would just like pick it up by watching, like he did. Yeah, but I feel like it, you can pretty easily teach them repetitive motions, you know, like for a food retreat reward. They use that. Oh. They do that a lot. I guess that's a a, a good way to segue into questions. Uh, <clears throat> how do you feel about rat representation in this movie? It's great. I'm a big fan of rats. We don't have enough rat representation in movies. And when we do, they're all evil. They are often all evil. It's something someone sees and then they freak out or they try to kill it. Or it's just a a symbol for something being disgusting. Would you say that uh, this is apart from the fact that he is a old age mutant ninja rat, that it it is an otherwise accurate portrayal of rats, both visually and uh physically yes they get they do get the proportions pretty right i mean especially it doesn't look like because it's not it doesn't look like a person in a rat costume it's not like one of the rodents of unusual size in princess bride which is obviously (laughs) someone in a costume (laughs) true true um but i like that they rats have a very cute face and i think they they really make like the first time you see him you know he's not like a gross disgusting rat you're like oh that's Look how friendly he looks. He looks so nice and friendly. Do you, if you were to list another movie or movies that you like that involve nice rats, what would they be? I honestly don't know that many movies with nice rats. I'm thinking of one right now that if I say it, you're going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't think of that. What is it? I'll give you a hint. It has Ratatouille in the name. Oh, well, And most of the rats in that are nice. That's true. <clears throat> As a, <clears throat> I can't remember if I said this at the beginning or if I hinted at it at the beginning. Next year's, oh no, I said it. Next year's theme is live action and animated movies. Mm-hmm. A lot of the the pairs next, I guess, starting from February onward, are going to be live action and animated movies paired together. And my goal is to try and find a movie to pair with The Secret have- of Nim. Oh, not with that, but I, I have an idea. For Ratatouille or just in general? Ratatouille. Is it the idea we've talked about before? No. <laughs> What's your idea? Chef. Tell it on here. Oh, I like that idea. And chef, yeah. Both just are about... about yeah, just about... And about like, a love and a joy of cooking. Right. <clears throat> I, I mean, I think that that's a... I, I think that that will generate a better discussion than pairing it with Pacific Rim. <laughs> But I love, but I love those together. It's a good pair too. Uh, no, but I think uh, I want to. I want to find something to pair with the Secret of Nim. Did you ever watch that movie when you were a kid? So uh, the Secret of Nim is also about a rat, and she is a mother and of a like a bunch of rats, and they have to find a new home, and one of her kids is sick, and you find out that there's like also mutant testing going on. Um, but it was, uh, I learned this, it was Don Bluth's first animated movie. And in an, in an attempt to make it distant from Disney movies, he tried really hard to force a PG rating. And so there's death and like, there's a little bit of blood and Miss Frisbee says, damn, at one point. 
and they still gave it a G rating. <laughs> so I guess there's another similarity between the two movies is that Speed Racer, they flip someone off and I think they say shit. And then in Ninja Turtles, they say damn and they're both PG. Yeah. They could have, if they just threw a fuck in there, they could have been PG 13. There you go. Do you have any questions? I do. Ooh. Um, <clears throat> what is your favorite anime and your favorite cartoon? Hmm. I honestly, I think my favorite anime might be Speed Racer. Mm-hmm. It's certainly high up there. I really like it. It's silly. It's nostalgic for me. I really like it. Also, I've not seen a ton of anime. I just, it's not something that I've watched a lot of. So I don't have a large swath from which to draw. But I also really like Cowboy Bebop. Thanks for the recommendation. Uh, so I think that I think that those would be high on my list. I think that if we expanded it to include anime movies, then Akira is certainly mm-hmm. high on that list as well. Um, yeah, we'll go with Again, that. As a, I mean, you can just say your yeah. your favorite is Hell's, right? I like yeah, Howl's Moving mm-hmm. Castle, my favorite of the of the of the Studio Ghibli movies. But I've also only seen three of them. So oh. I think my favorite cartoon might be Over the Garden Wall. That's certainly very high up there. Mm-hmm. And in fact, one of the things that I keep trying to figure out a way to swing it to put it on the show. Even though it's a TV show, it is movie length, blah blah blah. Anyways. Um I also really like like Samurai Jack, I like Avatar. Like I feel like they're all like the obvious answers. Yeah, but I really like them. Um, I think that if we expand to say movies for that, Fire and Ice is certainly one of my favorite animated movies. I love that movie, and the animated Lord of the Rings. I like Ralph Bakshi's fantasy stuff. I don't know yeah. if I'm gonna like his not fantasy stuff because it's just way out there. And this time I'll remember the whole movie. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> my favorite anime just it's also I don't know that it's great I don't know that it holds up at all really it's just very nostalgic and even watching it I have the nostalgia for it is Dragon Ball Z it's rough sometimes <laughs> I mean, it, if you watch the new like kind of more abridged version of it Dragon Ball Z Kai where they cut out a lot of the filler stuff what about Dragon Ball Z abridged and that's a different, whole different animal <laughs> Um, they really help the pacing of, you know, the, the joke that they spend 10 episodes charging up and then one episode fighting someone it really helps like cut that away. Yeah. Um, but it is, I'm not going to say it's good. It's the most, one of the most basic answers that could be for your favorite (laughs) anime. Um, my favorite cartoon is probably adventure time. I really like adventure time. I'm working my way through it. Although I had, I took a break, uh, because, well, I just did. Um, but I really like I really like what I've seen. I, regular show is another cartoon that I really mm-hmm. like. Excellent. Uh, Ex- I would, it's excellent. Excellent. That's a great episode of that <laughs> as well. I would never say this out loud on a podcast where people could hear and bring it back to me. <laughs> but I also really like Rick and Morty. But I would never admit to that <laughs> for my entire life. I, I knew you. Had, I knew IQ. you had a high IQ. I just <laughs> <laughs> for my entire life, I have. I feel like I have been of the opinion that there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure. There may be something that you might feel ashamed about liking, but don't don't do that. Don't feel ashamed about liking the things that you like. Be unapologetic in your interests, in your likes and dislikes. But I feel <laughs> guilty about being a Rick and Morty fan. Because I don't want to be associated with the kind of a person who would say, I am a Rick and Morty fan. Yeah. So, there you go. That's how I feel about that. I have one more question for you. Oh, go for it. It's kind of almost going straight off of the last one. What is an anime and what is a cartoon you would like to see adapted to a live action movie? Hmm. Now, you can't say Speed Racer because it's already been done. I just want to well, actually, no, you could say it because my answer has been done as well. Hmm. I think that. So, okay. So there was a, there's a movie and this is just, I don't even know if this is my right answer, but it's just the answer that came up with right now. There was a movie in the late eighties, early nineties, where it was a live action adaptation of Mr. Toad's wild ride. No, Mr. Toad. Yeah. Mr. Toad's wild ride. It's so weird because of the way that it's a lot, the, 
the way that it's a live action adaptation, it's like like humans dressed up as the animals. It's so bizarre. It's so weird. And it's like like John Cleese is in it and Eric Adele and a bunch of other famous British actors. Like the guy that plays Arthur Weasley is in it. And like Mr. Toad is just this guy in like all green face paint. <laughs> and like he wears like a like a hat and then he's in this really absurd clothes and these they've got him in jodhpurs like the riding pants mm. so that it looks like he's got wide toad legs uh like mr rat has i guess they gave him they like make him look a little bit more proportionally large on the bottom and he's got a tail and he's got whiskers but like it's just his regular his nose is a little bit bigger looks like a who from whoville it's the weirdest thing but i love it so much i would like to see regular show done with that sincerity <laughs> like the absurdity of a live action regular show episode where every like all of the humans are regular and then it's like like a guy in a really well done bird costume that would be so weird and i would love it <laughs> and i feel like it would fit with the show we don't even need a whole movie of it just like one episode where they do it and like it could even just be like a shot for shot remake of a pre-existing episode but to do that would add to the absurdity of this whole thing i, I think, think I, I, if the show hadn't already come to its conclusion at this point i could see them just doing that for an episode like as a weird <laughs> thing i could see adventure time doing that too do you remember the episode of super jail that ends that way no, I don't know that I've seen that one. I think it's the dream episode, the one where he enters people's dreams. Oh. And the end of it, like he enters his own dreams recursively, and it ends and it's like a guy dressed up as the warden, like passed out on the like on the street and like covered in garbage, <laughs> and he wakes up and like puts his top hat on, like dumps out the garbage, puts his top hat on, and then walks away. <laughs> it's so weird. It's such a bizarre thing. Uh I think live action adaptation of an anime. Again not very knowledgeable about anime, but I feel like of the anime that I've seen, I would not want to see, I are they? I think they're doing this or they have done this or they've talked about a live action adaptation of Akira. And I don't think I want that. Yeah. But I would love to see, I've seen like, I've seen all of the episodes of Sailor Moon Super. And I think that's a Sailor Moon movie made the way that Speed Racer movie was made. Oh, yeah would be neat i would watch that oh or uh i think it would be really have you seen the one where like the guy makes food and it's orgasmically good i've heard of it i haven't seen it it's so weird i've seen like the first two episodes it was i don't know if i would watch the rest of it but it was funny that as a live action adaptation would also be delightfully (laughs) off i would probably watch at least an episode of that I would love a good Dragon Ball Z adaptation. We have one, don't we? I don't think we do. <laughs> I would love one done with, <clears throat> and you could you could do it with the absurdity of like Speed Racer. Sure. Like it, it doesn't have to, they don't have to, I just don't want them changing all the story stuff either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Making yeah. it so odd. Just, they, they could just take one of the shorter arcs, make it into a movie, and try to, instead of trying to do like, try to compress the whole anime into one or, thing. I mean, I don't know how comfortable you would be with this necessarily. Speed Racer, the movie, is not an adaptation of any episode or story arc mm-hmm. of the anime, but it puts so many elements from it into it. So, like, Snake Oiler and the Car Acrobatics team is in it. And you meet him in the episode arc called The Most Dangerous Race. And the Casa Cristo is The Most Dangerous Race. And the giant red truck thing that the guys have a hideout in is very much like the mammoth car. And Inspector Detector is there and Racer X. Is, so, like, if you made... I, I wouldn't know how it would fit into the storyline. But my guess is you could easily make an entirely new story arc that fits somewhere into that. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have to worry about... You don't have to worry about changing a story element because you're writing a new story. That would be the a preferred way to do it, I think. So, and then I don't know that it 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 would not improve it in any way, but I think seeing a live action over the garden wall would be interesting. I don't think it would be better than the cartoon. I don't think that I don't know if that's even possible. We have, I think, the closest thing to that. 
in the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. It's nothing like a live action Over the Garden Wall. But the themes that Over the Garden Wall presents are also very prevalent themes in Buster Scruggs. Okay. I think if you like one, you'll like the other. It's not an adaptation, so I'm not going to pretend like it is. But I think, so in much the same way, like there are instances where like this movie, it's actually something I was trying to find earlier. I was trying to find a punk animated movie, not an animated movie about punk rockers or about punk rock music Mm -hmm. or that has punk rock music as a soundtrack. But like, when someone talks about a punk film, it's not necessarily a movie about those things. It's Mm -hmm. a movie that embodies the punk aesthetic in much the same way. Fire and ice is a very metal movie with no metal in it. I wanted a punk movie. I think that over the garden wall and Buster Scruggs are the same, whatever aesthetic we're calling Mm -hmm. that. And I, yeah. So anyways, if you haven't seen it, watch it. And if you have, if you like it, Check out the other one. Then we need to do that as a pair. (laughs) (laughs) But also Over the Garden Wall is a TV show and it may not count. Anyways, I like those answers. I don't think I have any more questions except to say, um, I don't know, I was going to ask if there are other live action adaptations of animated things that you like, but uh, honestly, I can't think of many of them either. I kept thinking about Power Rangers and I remembered it's not animated. Power Rangers has never been animated. <laughs> the Power Rangers movies are not live action adaptations of an animated show. They're live action adaptations <laughs> of a live action show. And, and that happens a lot. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. Like a re adaptation. Right, right. For a different audience. <laughs> Incidentally, if you haven't seen the newest Power Rangers movie, came out like a year or two ago, that movie is also fucking dope. So check that out. Uh, other than that, I don't think I have anything else. I don't either. So, uh, this is coming out. I was going to say this comes out at the end of this week, which has no context for the ability to watch <laughs> later on. <laughs> One or two weeks after this will come out, we'll get the special feature featuring Guardians of the Galaxy, as well as our year-end wrap-up. Uh, so you can hear us talk about all of the movies again, because you haven't heard that already for 12 hours. <laughs> um, and then uh, probably, well, we haven't decided what the next episode is going to be, but the next episode is going to be a live action and an animated uh, pair. And uh, until then, the that'll, yeah, that'll be our new season. And until then, uh, keep watching movies. And stay curious. And uh, we love you. We love you.